Yes, it's episode number 40 of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Today we're going to talk about how to create positive change in your life. And a one and a... Welcome to the Divorce Resource Guy podcast with Jason Lavoie, a.k.a. the Divorce Resource Guy, a former divorce attorney turned divorce coach, talking about all things divorce, including the good, bad, and the ugly from an attorney's point of view. Remember, you're not alone. And now your host... Jason Lavoy. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Divorce Resource Guy podcast. Thank you for spending some time with me to help you get through your difficult time and your divorce journey. Today's guest, Artisha Balding. Let me tell you about her. Georgia-based author and empowerment coach, Artisha T. Bolding is the head of T. Bolding, uh, T. Bold Media Group. She's best known for her loud belly laughs and love for the truth. As a speaker and consultant, T. has spent the last decade providing relationship and spiritual advice to clients, friends, and even teenagers. Since her early days at Howard University, impacting people has been a serious passion for this lipstick chick. That was her words, not mine. In 2018, she was given a death sentence, a major health crisis, and misdiagnosis rocked her to the core. But that was just the beginning of the story. The experience enlightened her, ignited her, and brings her to us today. It is my pleasure to welcome to you, Artisha T. Balding. Artisha, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me, Jason. This is going to be great. Um, we were just talking off the uh, off the air for a second, and you're down in uh, Georgia, and mm-hmm. I, you said it was 50 degrees, and I said it's 25 up here, and I was like, oh, yeah, 50 degrees, I'd take that right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not switching. I'm not going to switch with you. No, you would have to bring your gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so, Atisha, let everybody know a little bit about yourself, um, your background, and how did you how did you get to this point in your life right now? That has got to be my most interesting story, how I got to where I am now. So uh, I am an author and the head of T-Bold Media Group. I'm also a fellow podcaster. As you know, I host the Bold Journeys podcast, where I take a unique look into current events, pop culture, entertainment, and politics. But Of all the hats I wear, I identify most as a writer. That's what I feel is my superpower. That's how I fully express what's in my big mouth and my big heart. Because I really have a love for people and I take joy in seeing other people lead fulfilling lives and experience joy every day. So I do that through uh, my writing and through my show. So um, a few years ago, I, um, you know, was here in Georgia. The economy, you know, is what it is. And the job market just wasn't great. So though I am, a, you know, lip gloss, makeup girl, love the glitz and all of that, I actually took a position on a uh, construction site, a nuclear power construction site. And it was super crazy. (laughs) I was working 50 to 60 hours a week, you know, trying to pay down some debt and trying to, you know, feel some independence and everything. 
And it really, really wound up being a poor decision on um, my part. Um, in that position, though, my finances were on the uptake. It's one of the um, better paying jobs in our area. My family life, my marriage, and eventually my health all took a downturn. So it became really, really sketchy and really scary. So uh, fast forward a little bit um, in this part of my story. I started that position in um, late summer of 2016. So fall of 2017, out of nowhere, I became extremely ill. Um, I spent Thanksgiving of that year in the hospital with no medical history, nothing, no reason whatsoever that I should be in that position, but I was going into respiratory failure, 38 years old, otherwise healthy, out of nowhere. Yeah, Yeah, super, super scary. So um, what they found out is that um, I was actually suffering with double pneumonia. So both of my lungs were literally filled with fluid and I couldn't breathe. I was, it was just bad, bad situation. Uh, Anyway, and so at that point, like I said, you know, working so many hours and, you know, not really having my priorities in order and focus where it should be. Um, my marriage really was on uh, the rocks. And even with that, my husband stood by my side. I didn't um, I didn't really expect him to. And I even told him, hey, don't worry about it. My family's here. They'll be you know, my mom and my sister can take care of me. We'll be fine. But he was with me every step of the way. And so um, there will be three more hospital stays, Jason. So I was in the hospital. That was November. Then there was January, March, and May. And so how I really got to where I am today with um, the empowerment coaching and uh, writing my books and everything was that last hospital stay, which was absolutely terrifying. My heart stopped. Oh my God. I w- yeah. I was literally in a coma for two days. I, I, I was literally dying and I, you know, told my family that much. I was just like, Hey, you better get everyone to the hospital that wants to see me because this is going to be it. And it was it, anyway, it was just really, really awful. But um, that wound up being a 10-day hospital stay. Five of those days were actually in the ICU. I'm hooked up to all types of machines. Just really, really couldn't be the furthest thing outside of my life plan. Like, never would have imagined. Yeah, I don't know anybody who plans a stay like that, right? Right. I mean, even... I'm Jason, listen to me what I'm saying, though. I have never broken a bone. Like, the worst medical... Uh, mishap that I've had was a sprained ankle when I was in college, right? like running around the dorms. So, I mean, never had even an overnight hospital stay. So this was so, so new and so, so frightening for me. But um, the more days I spent in the hospital, so like right around day four, I hadn't even been released from the ICU yet to just a regular hospital room where anyone could come visit. Right around that time, I said, okay, you know what? 
I think I see a little light in this dark tunnel. I think I'm going to make it out of here. And I immediately began journaling. I immediately, even before that, I began, just the way I began to talk to even the hospital staff and my family, I just began to speak encouraging words to them. Like, this is me laying in the hospital bed, not knowing what's going on. I just knew that my life would never be the same. And if I would ever walk out of that hospital, that it was my mission just to empower people, to encourage them not to do what I did, not to chase dollars, but to literally go after dreams and purpose. And so that is what I have been doing ever since. Even when that first few months, I had to drag an oxygen tank around with me. I don't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> There's not a lot of times I'm speechless, but like, I, I don't even know. I don't even know what to say, but like, wow. Right. I mean, that, that is, that is quite the story. So, and it's, and it's interesting because I, we hear this kind of not all the time, but like off and on where people, and it's, it's unfortunate in a lot of ways because people, it almost like it it takes an almost tragic situation for Mm -hmm. somebody to, get that aha moment or, you know, see that light that they didn't see before. And that is the catalyst for the change in their life, positive change. Right. And exactly. And and I kind of feel like everybody has that potential to, to get to that moment, but what can't we do it without that tragic part? (laughs) Listen, that is what I'm all about. I'm trying to keep people from having to have that, aha moment in a hospital bed like on I death's did. door right help. yes mm-hmm. right we don't need to be that close like you were you were playing chicken seriously seriously yeah. like I literally thought it was over I thought that hey this is going to be it just come see me for the last time yeah well look at you today so thank god right? thank god indeed <laughs> <laughs> So, so that was your, uh, that was your, I mean, like, uh, you know, like you said, you saw the light at the end of the tunnel. That was your aha moment. Um, And you've, you know, I guess you found your calling from there, right? Yes, I definitely have. And it has been amazing. This last 18, 19 months has been amazing. I've literally been able to meet with people, connect with them in a real way, not just this kind of superficial, high, hope for the best kind of thing, but to share my story so that folks know that it's okay to share their story, even the darker parts of it, and to get folks to be honest about what it is that they really want to do with their life. And sometimes we're blessed and fortunate that the nine to five or, you know, the traditional job will be that, but I help folks who can do it, who may have to do it outside of their job or, you know, maybe on the weekends or what have you. So it's just been amazing to see those light bulbs go off for folks. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and that's why I, I do what I do with the coaching is to, to get people, you know, to get to a point where they have that clarity and that, you know what? Yeah, it might be bad now, but I'm going to get through this. And I see the potential out there, you know, for much, much better. Um, and that's what it's all about. So I love the whole empowerment. That's why I, I wanted to have you on the show. You know, 
I try to empower people through my coaching to get through yes. divorce. You empower yes. people. But talk to people, talk to the listeners about how you do it. Like what, how do you work with people? So I help clients, or I should say I serve clients because that's what it's all about. It's all about service. And that's another realization that I came to, um, not to be cliche, but really living inside out, not selfish pursuits, but really being able to help our fellow man, our fellow humans do what it is that they are meant to do. So I serve clients looking to maximize their personal and professional growth or revive their spiritual development. And I do that through one-on-one coaching. So I always kind of preach, uh, not kind of, preach (laughs) mindset. It is all about your perspective and your perception. So as a man thinks, as is he. We can have whatever it is that we want out of life. All we have to do is get in the right mindset and pursue a plan. Sometimes it's baby steps. Sometimes it's huge leaps of faith. So I help walk people through a process to get to what it is that they really want to achieve. And you wouldn't believe that the heaviest lift in my work is getting people to first of all, sit still, be quiet, you know, kind of quiet those thoughts, not worry about what's going on at home or what's going on in a traditional job, not even worried about what's going on in the news, but with their own centered thoughts of what is it that they really want to do? What mark or impact do they want to make in the world, whether it's big or small? And so once I can kind of pull back the layers and get folks to really be honest about that, then we're in business. And do you ever get, go through a period, I should say, with with people where, you know, when the noise, you get them to kind of quiet the noise a little bit, Mm -hmm. then maybe some like, you know, not so good stuff comes up, you know, some negativity from maybe their past or it could be any negativity really, but something comes up that you're like, all right we got to, we got to work through this before we start moving forward. I mean, is that part of, you know, what you do or, you know, do you hand that off to like a therapist or something else? You know what? That is actually a big part of what I do. And I definitely have to put this disclaimer out. I am not a therapist. I am not licensed. I do life coaching and empowerment coaching. I try to stay squarely in my life. In my yeah, way. I'm the same way. I'm not a therapist. I'll play one on TV. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> play one on the internet, right? Yes. So I definitely, many clients I have encouraged to see um, therapists. And they have such great programs now that there are um, family outreach centers. And you can actually go see a therapist for several sessions for very, very expensive. And sometimes um, I've actually been able to find referrals for um, counselors who do it completely pro bono. So I absolutely refer out when necessary because sometimes um, just, you know, getting, pulling those layers back can be a little difficult. So I can 
easily recognize when that is, you know, above my pay grade. And I'm like, okay, hey, we, I, if you want me to even go with you to help you begin the process of getting uh, some counseling, because the thing about it is, Jason, we all have stuff from our childhood. It could even be from, you know, school years and college things that have shaped who we are. And sometimes, just like the story that I just shared, that was very, very traumatic because it came out of nowhere. It was sudden and I literally had no experience with it. Honestly, I didn't even have experience with it with a family member. Um, You know, my grandmother became ill a few years ago, but she was in her 90s. So that's very different from a young person experiencing sure. the sudden onset of things. You understand what I'm saying? No, oh, yeah. And it could be the same thing. Even um, I have a close friend who she and I uh, would talk very often about how her parents' divorce impacted her and how, you know, she became sort of a wild child in high school and college. So things like that to talk through and again, to just kind of get that light bulb to go off on the mindset and just say, hey, you know what, this to really, what I say, to re-engineer that story, to reshape that energy, because that did shape us in a certain way that molded us in a certain way, but it can all still be used for good instead of kind of wallowing in the pain and darkness of it, you know? Oh, I hear you. Like you can't, I always tell people you can't rewrite the past, but you can write the future. So yes. that's what you got to focus on, right? Yes. Now wait, Artisha, Artisha. Mm-hmm. Read. Yes. I got, I, I, <laughs> when you're talking and you're and and you, and you brought it up again, you know, the situation uh, with your health and the hospital, I got to go back a minute because go. I thought like, all right, you know, I don't want to dwell on that, but no, no, I got to go back and ask another question. Um, okay. Because if I'm interested, I'm guessing there's some people out there listening who are interested too. Go for it. The, so, so my podcast, right, and what I do is to help people through divorce. Uh, That's right. So they're not exactly on good terms with their spouse most of the time. <laughs> okay. All right. Understood. Right. right? So, but what I thought I heard you say was when you were going through your health situation, mm-hmm. it sounded like your husband was by your side. Right? He was. Yes. Okay. And did, are you still together today? We are, but let me, Jason, let me tell you. Tell so me. yes, things had gotten very, very difficult between Mr. Bolding and I at the time and craziest thing. And, you know, you got to say again, thank God, because Six months before this medical incident, I had communicated to Mr. Balding that I no longer wanted to be married to him. I felt like we had become uh, very emotionally disconnected and we were essentially roommates, just kind of going through the motions. I didn't enjoy being out with him anymore. And I really felt uncomfortable in my own home. So, you know, he, of course, didn't want to hear that he doesn't believe uh, in divorce. And he always said this is going to be forever. And I just was not feeling it anymore. Like, and it, it just became a weight on me. 
And I just felt like I have got to get this off me, like, you know, shedding a winter coat. I was like, I'm done. I want this off. And so we were actually not even living together at the time. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So that first hospital stay, of course, I, you know, I called him and I had, you know, my mom and folks call him to uh, let him know what was going on. And excuse me, wouldn't you know, I, you know, woke up in that hospital bed, very confused about what was going on. And he was right there beside me. And, and how are you today? (laughs) We are great today. We're still together. We're much, much better. And so as you very well know, and as some of the listeners may know, when you have a huge medical incident, like this, it'll do one of two things. It will either, you know, like tear you apart and just right. say, okay, so this, I'm not here for this. I don't want to do this or it'll bring you closer together. And I thought, sure, this would really just be the final straw. And the, again, mindset, Jason, the craziest thing. So I told you November, January, March, and May, I was in the hospital. I spent a total, I added up all the time. I think it was a total of like 26 days in the hospital across those um, stays. It wasn't until the third hospital stay, the very first time I had to go into the ICU, I had to be uh, resuscitated. Because at that point, it wasn't just respiratory failure, it was actually cardiac failure. So crazy thing, we can talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I will do that. (laughs) But um, it wasn't until then where I really saw our relationship change. Like I felt a real dedication for him and we really turned the corner in our communication. So it took this, like you said, a kind of near death experience for us to say, okay, let's just stop what we're doing. Stop going through the motions and really rededicate ourselves and be willing to change some things. Cause I always say this, when you have two parties that are willing to do the work, any marriage can work, no matter what the past has been. Truth. Once yeah. two people decide to do the work, it everything can be fine. It takes two. That's what I say. The, yes, yeah. absolutely. It, for everything. It takes two to cause problems. It takes two to make it work. Um, that's right. And, and that's why marriage is two people. You know, yes. in, mo- in most states. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I won't go there here. But <laughs> hey, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, so, so I just think the reason I wanted to bring that up again, our teacher, is I just think that's a great story. Um, I was ninety percent sure that's where you're going to go with it, um, and so I took a little risk, but I'm happy uh, that yes. I, I was proven right. <laughs> but like yeah. you know, because we're, there's so much negativity around divorce and everything, but you, I just love your situation where, you know, you two, it brought you together and, and you're making it work. So yay for that. Now, the other thing that I still wanted to ask you about your whole health situation is mm-hmm. wh- what was it while you were in the hospital on death's door mm-hmm. that you had that clarity um, that you said you saw I think you said the word saw the light. I don't know if you said that. Yes, exactly. I did. Mm-hmm. Saw the light. So, and that brought you into the empowerment in the, in the coaching field where you are today. But mm-hmm. what was it? Like, can you, can you articulate what it is like that, 
you saw that made you say, you know what, I need to, I need to serve people. I need to help. Because Jason, what I realized, I, and I, it really was like an out of body experience. And I was able to play back the last few years of my life. And so I call it soul work. And I talk a lot about that um, in my book, which we can talk about a little bit later. But I had not only neglected my family and my community, which I had um, previously been very uh, active in as far as, you know, volunteering, doing things at my local church and being very active in uh, my nieces and nephews and cousins life. I don't have any birth children. So all of those things took a backseat to this soulless job where I was just making money. And then on top of that, so tired when I wasn't at work that all I was doing was sleeping. And so I knew something was wrong when one of my very dearest friends, she called me and she was like, yeah, so I had a birthday the other day. And I mean, I could have just melted in the floor. I could not believe that I didn't reach out. I mean, without so much, even as a text or a Facebook message to say happy birthday to this girl that I had known for 20 years. So that all replayed in those still moments laying in the hospital bed and then get this. So I don't want to give her too much credit, but I have to give her some credit. One of my nurses, her name was Love Lean. Okay. <laughs> I've, I've never heard of that. So I figured that that was yet another sign that I had to change my definition of love, how I show love, how I move forward in love. And the message that I felt in my heart was that was my principal thing to move forward on. And so that is what I've been on since I left, not even since I left the hospital, since I was in the hospital, it started right there. Like I'm saying with the staff, I was just, I was, you know, speaking affirmations to them, encouraging them, asking about their family and letting them know that, Hey, this sick person loves them and we all just have to spread love. So that, that, that's just what snapped for me. And I've, I've not been the same since. Wow. No, I just, I, I think that's just, Awesome. And that's why I wanted to ask you again about what that moment was like for you. Um, Now, so let's talk about, let's circle back and get into the empowerment and your coaching and helping, helping people the way you do. So pretend the the people that you work with, are they, um, they're not necessarily going through a divorce, right? I mean, No, some of them do. And so I don't uh, market myself, if that's the word that I want to use. I don't talk about myself as a relationship guru, but my closest friends call me that because I'm always kind of, you know, mediating with them in their relationship situations. But the primary people that come to me for um, assistance with coaching are um, career changers, aspiring authors, and aspiring entrepreneurs. And so what I do is I walk them through how much time they actually have 
available that they don't know. So time blocking is a huge thing. And I help them start setting appointments for themselves and keeping them. So if their goal is to be a published author, or I, I even had some clients who had felt like they had a book in their heart or down deep in their belly, but they weren't even concerned with having it published, but they just needed to get it all out on the paper. So walking them through that with different writing tips and prompts that I've gotten from classes that um, I've attended. So I do kind of those um, host of things. So for instance, Jason, so if you came to me uh, as a client and you said, hey, um, you know, I do coaching myself, I'm, you know, I'm still a licensed attorney, so I'm meeting with folks all the time. I'm married. I have a five-year-old. So, Artisha, how can you help me, um, you know, find time in my schedule and to get this book out? So, I walk you through that. We set up a timeline. And the biggest piece of advice that I give, this is just specifically for, um, you know, aspiring writers or someone who wants to even do blogging and um, writing, things like that. I say to them that you don't have to tell your story in any particular order. Just that little piece of advice has helped so many because they feel like, okay, I have to start right at the beginning and I have to have everything perfect. And then they get into what I sometimes fall into myself. So, you know, I don't want to be a total hypocrite, but they get into sort of this um, analysis paralysis and they go around in circles and circles and they're not getting things done. So I kind of help break that cycle with them. And, you know, by setting those appointments and deadlines and milestones and, you know, the old school smart goals, that's still very, right. very good tools. So I'll walk through things like that. That, that. That's awesome. And I think that applies to my listeners in a way where they, you know, are coming out of a, a really negative time in their life, the divorce, and they're mm-hmm. not sure um, what's next, you know, or what's possible. Um, yes. And, and so what you do in a way is help people realize that they can do things that maybe they never even thought of, whether it's writing a book or, uh, you know, maybe starting another career, Yes. Um, you know, and, and empowering them, you know, to the new possibilities that could be. That's exactly right. That is exactly right. And I always say that a major key of it is, being willing to walk in your own personal power to, you know, take that back and understand that though you just experienced something traumatic, something, um, you know, that you most likely didn't plan for, even if you are the filer, it's not something that you planned for ahead of time, but knowing that a positive attitude gives you power over your circumstances instead of them having power over you. That's just one of the little tips that that I share. And so talking folks through those situations and, you know, helping coach them and just really stay in the mindset of clarity and moving forward. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I think it's great. So kudos to you uh, for doing what you do now. 
Um, and you and have you a, as well. Oh, well, thank you. But <laughs> this is not about me, Artisha. Okay. <laughs> but I'll, thank you. <laughs> the, um, you have a book. You wrote a book, Induction to Power. Yes. That kind of deals with what we were just talking about. Yes, exactly right. Induction to Power uh, is my latest book. I just put it out a few months ago, and it is full of nuggets, again, for someone coming out of a dark situation or trying to see their way out of a dark situation and just move forward in life. It is really um, centered on personal and professional development. So anyone that is looking to make a change in their life for the better, anyone that's really just kind of trying to turn the quarter and do something new, this is going to be the book for them. The subtitle says, break up the darkness in your life, burst with light and walk in purpose. So that like is going to be very helpful for a lot of people. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's applicable to, to pretty much everybody at some point. Yes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Where can people find the book? People can find the book on tboldmedia.com. That's my website. It's the letter T, then boldmedia.com. Right now, I am doing all print orders myself uh, and my team in-house. And we are working feverishly trying to get the ebook out so that everyone can get it on their devices. Yeah, that that's awesome. All it's funny. I was just speaking to somebody um, yesterday, actually, who we we're talking about books and you know digital versus print. I still I'm a fan of the print, like turning pages, holding it in my hands. I can't read a book on you know like the iPad or the phone or something. It just doesn't work for me. Right. I actually prefer print too, because I'm the person I'm going to make little notes in the margins. I'm going to dog, dog ear the pages. Yeah. That, that's me. I like to turn the pages. <laughs> yeah. It's just something about holding it. Right. I, I guess we're old fashioned like that, but um, there's definitely, I think the majority of people nowadays do read things like that digitally. So that mm -hmm. that's an awesome resource to have. And I'll put the links to your website um, and all that stuff in the show notes. And again, for the listeners, that's a show notes on my website podcast page. That's where you find all the links um, to Artisha's website and books and stuff like that. Artisha, this yes. was a great conversation. Thank you so much for being a guest. I really appreciate you having me, Jason. This was fun, and I hope that this was helpful to your listeners. I'm sure it was. It's a great story. You're an inspiration, um, and continue doing the good work you're doing. Thank you. And you too. I know you said it's not about me, but you putting this information out and the coaching that you are doing is very important work. So you keep up the good work as well. I'm trying. I'm trying to do my part. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about that with Artisha? That was a great interview. I thought I had a lot of fun doing it. I hope you got something out of it. Enjoyed it yourself. Um, and that's what these are all about. Having a little bit of fun, learning something too, and understanding that you are not the only one who deals with bad things in life, negative crises and trauma. You're not alone, truly. Now, if you're interested in any divorce coaching with me, check out my different programs that I offer on my website, jasonlavoy.com, through Divorce You, uh, and my How to Get Divorced, How to Divorce a Narcissist 
Boot Camp, which is a group coaching program uh, that I am currently enrolling for. So if you have any questions, just email me, jason at jasonlavoy.com, and I'll be happy to get right back at you. Um, in the meantime, stay tuned for all new episodes. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done already, so they come to your inbox automatically. In the meantime, all I'm going to ask you to do is be strong, act confident, and stay positive. I'm Jason Lavoy, a.k.a. The Divorce Resource Guy, and I'll be seeing you real soon.